Welcome in to another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. Winter sports in full gear. Tuesday night, last night was uh, about the biggest night of the season so far for winter sports. Tuesdays are always busy, Fridays, Thursdays as well. We are into it. Uh, a lot of teams into conference play, getting into some of those early conference action. And last week on the WSN podcast, we talked to Mark Miller, our boys basketball writer, got a season preview of the boys basketball season. This week, we're going to take a look at girls hoops. And as in just a moment, we're going to bring on Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer, to talk about the girls season top storylines, some of the top teams and players to watch, and uh, just get the lowdown on girls hoops heading into, uh, again, a, a busy part of the season. Before we do that, though, let's uh, help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, let's not uh, let's not wait too long. Make him wait too long. Let's get right to it and bring in Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer, to talk about the girls' hoop season. Norb, appreciate you joining us. I asked Mark right away last week how many games he had already been out to. How many games have you seen in person already on the young season? Well, if you count the uh, some of those uh, Kettle Moraine, uh, they had their showcase, Thanksgiving showcase, uh, and a lot of teams there. So I got to see about a half of a bunch of games. So if you count those games, which I guess I am, um, I have been to 35, I've seen 35 games, you know, obviously not full games, but uh, the majority of those are full games. So I've seen a fair, fair amount of games. And uh, I think just about uh, nearly every team that I had in the preseason uh, division one and division two uh, rankings, I think, uh, I think maybe three or four teams that I didn't have, but uh, so I've seen a good chunk of those top level teams already this season. It's always uh, interesting, you know, in, in football, I get out to usually one game a week. Sometimes I can sneak in a Thursday or Saturday game and obviously seven games at the state championships, but 35 games that you've seen already, that's like more or 35 teams, more or games, more, more than I see an entire football season, just the way obviously basketball is different, being able to see multiple uh, games in the same day, multiple games in the same week. So uh, certainly great to, to get out and catch some of those games. And we're going to talk about, Many of those teams that you mentioned that were in your preseason rankings, we're going to run through kind of a division by division preview, talking about some of the top teams and and maybe some of the others to watch, some surprises uh, along the way. Again, we'll talk about some of the top teams in the state, uh, top players in the state, a very talented group of in-state players. We just had some big commitment news uh, just in the last couple of days, so a lot to talk about there. But let's start with uh, maybe a, a conversation. Uh, about if there are any kind of overarching storylines, top storylines in the early part of the season or heading into this season as we uh, as we get going here, anything that stands out as we look statewide? Well, I, you got to talk about uh, Notre Dame's chance for a three-peat. Uh, uh, it's only been done uh, what, five different times before, and uh, Beaver Dam's the last one to do it. And, you know, Notre Dame returned just about their whole roster from last year's team, uh, led by Gracie Grash uh, and also, um, well, Trista Feta, excuse me. Um, Feta is a really good point guard. They did lose their first game of the year against Pewaukee, but Feta was not playing in that game. So that had a big effect on that contest, lost by one point. And then just, you know, some of those other defending state champions, 
Uh, Kenna Moraine looking to repeat in Division One. Division One looks like a really deep field this year. Uh, other teams uh, have a chance to repeat. Well, Pond's probably the only other one uh, with a chance to repeat in their division. Now, Randolph could repeat, but they uh, were in Division Five last year, move up to Division Four this season. So th there are some good ones. And you also have, you know, can uh, K.K. Arnold get Germantown back to the state tournament? Uh, you know, there, there's not a ton of talent around her, but uh, when you're, uh, you know, one of the best players in the nation, she's headed to UConn. Uh, there's obviously going to be a chance there then, as you kind of uh, uh, alluded to before we started here, uh, Ali Zabel from Nina, uh, she recently committed to UConn. So, um, you know, we'll see if she can get her team to the state tournament this season after falling in a sectional final a year ago. So there's there's a, a lot of good teams and, and tons of talent across the state. Some great storylines this year, as you mentioned, Notre Dame going for the three-peat. You know, the interesting um, situation with Randolph moving up a division as a defending state champion, we don't see that very often. Certainly, we don't see teams moving down a division that's uh, not even allowed per uh, per the, the rules. Um, you know, two players, two active in-state players committed to UConn. Just a lot going on in girls' hoops, and, and we're glad to have you on board to, to run through everything. As I mentioned, we'll we'll run through each of the divisions here, and we'll start with Division One, where last year Kettle Moraine won the Division One state title. They entered the year uh, number one in the Wisports.net coaches poll. They uh, sit at number one currently. You had Verona as your number one team in the preseason. So what are we looking at in Division One? Where man, there's a lot of talent with those teams we mentioned. You've got KK Arnold at Germantown, Ellie Isabel still uh, at Nina, obviously. You know, we're we're in for some pretty good basketball in Division One. It looks like. Yeah, there's going to be some really, uh, really exciting. Uh, obviously, games throughout this regular season, but then as we head into the postseason, uh, there there's going to be some really good battles because some of those sectionals are are very strong. And you know, teams like Brookfield East tries to get back to the state tournament. Uh, you know, Nina, you know, not only returned uh, Ali Zabel, but they added Sammy Boss, who uh, transferred in from uh, Xavier. So, you know, teams like that, uh, um, you know, have a lot of talent. And then, you know, some of those newcomers coming in, like uh, an Arrowhead, who usually has a ton of uh, of length. Uh, they have a really strong freshman class led by Natalie Cusso, who uh, has already got Big Ten offers. So, I mean, uh, while, you know, there's been some transitions and some teams that are looking to get back to the state tournament, there's plenty of other teams that that have the talent to get to uh Get, get to the state tournament and raise that gold ball. Division one has loads of team talent, loads of individual talent. And that is certainly the case as well in division two, which, you know, I, I thought was really intriguing because the top two teams played right away to start the year. Uh, you mentioned two-time defending state champion, Notre Dame. Uh, they beat Pewaukee last year. They beat Pewaukee early in this season. Uh, uh, excuse me, Pewaukee beat Notre Dame early in the season. As you mentioned, Trista Feta was out for that one. Is it those two teams and then kind of everybody else, or is it going to be a pretty competitive field in Division Two? You know, I think it's those two teams and everyone else at this point. Uh, you know, there's there's teams like Union Grove, Waukesha West, uh, Beaver Dam, uh, who, you know, they're playing pretty, pretty good basketball themselves, but they have to go through Notre Dame to get to the state tournament. But uh, I, I do think it's Notre Dame and Pewaukee and then uh, see who else can fight their way to the state tournament. Division three, 
uh, we had uh, you had freedom, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, freedom in the number one position in the uh, preseason last year. Wapan beat freedom in the state championship game. Uh, you know, what are we looking at in division three? A pretty, pretty balanced field. Yeah, I think uh, Division Three feels very balanced, and I feel like Division Three uh, year in and year out is also always uh, an intriguing division because you have some teams that might play in a larger division and drop down to Division Three, and then maybe some teams that that play in a smaller division and and uh, compete in Division Three for the the postseason play. So there's there's always some intriguing teams, but I do think it is Freedom and Wapon that that uh, are the top teams there. Wapon lost some very good players, but you know they still have Kale Peterson that's going to Marquette, so they're still loaded with high-end talent. Uh, Lydia Alzmo's got a couple of Division One offers as well. She's a sophomore on that team. Uh, Gracie Gopalin, a really good uh, point guard for them. Uh, Freedom, uh, you know, they might not have the high-end talent that that Wapon has, but uh, they still have a lot of excellent players. Um, and you know, it's the depth in, in uh, um, on Freedom's roster is very strong. But, you know, you got teams like Lake Mills that uh, um, could make a, a run to the state tournament. Uh, we saw them a couple years ago knock off Aquinas at the state tournament and take home a gold ball. Um, so th- there's definitely some uh, some intriguing teams in Division Three. But top end, I'd still take uh, Freedom of Pawn. And, but watch out for Kiwaskum because Kiwaskum did uh, give Wapon some problems last season. Division four, it seems like Aquinas is always in the mix. They did not make the state tournament, however, last year as Mineral Point went undefeated and claimed the state championship in Division four. In the uh, coaches poll currently, and to begin the year, Aquinas was the number one team in Division four. Uh, you had uh, Aquinas as the number one team in Division four in the preseason as well. What uh, what about Aquinas uh, makes you think that they have what it takes to get back to Madison, kind of uh, get back on track after missing out last year and uh, finishes that best team in division four. Well, you start with Macy, Macy Donarski point guard for them. She's going to Montana and it's all starts there, but you know, it's while they did lose some players from last year's team uh, you know, they, they added freshman uh, Samantha Davis, that name probably sounds familiar. Donnie Davis's little sister freshman on the team. And she gives them uh, some nice length. Uh, they're running a one-two-two uh, when I saw them um, at Beaver Dam. So that her and that defense, along with her offensive ability, um, just add to that roster. They also added a transfer, Autumn Passel from Arcadia, who can shoot the three. So anytime you can add a, a player um, who can shoot the three, especially a veteran-type player in high school, a uh, huge benefit for them. Um, and, you know, it's uh, the, the likes of uh, Mineral Point, a uh, defending Division Four state champion. They lost a lot of players from last year's team. Uh, C- uh, Cuba City is going to be in the mix there. They did battle Aquinas very strong last year in the tournament. So th- there's uh, it's just a lot of that high-end talent, which is going to lead Aquinas. But there's you know plenty of other really good teams in Division Four. Uh, the Prairie School um, is one of those teams led by J.J. Barnes. She's got a number of Div- Division One offers. And we already talked about Randolph. Um, you know, defending division five state champion, Jory Bawalda headed to Milwaukee. And, you know, you, you can kind of go down the list in division four because Laconia made it to the state tournament last season, finished as a runner up with mostly freshmen leading the way for them. Westfield has made back-to-back trips and they're out to a very strong start to the season. So there's, there's some really good teams in division four. And I feel like that's the way it, it's been for a number of years. And uh, that, that top end team talent that some of these teams have is, is going to be exciting to watch throughout the season. 
You mentioned a couple times that last year's Division Five state champion Randolph moves up to Division Four this year. Um, also moving up to Division Four. That's kind of a, a storyline in and of itself. Some other really good teams, Bangor, who's a, a pretty strong traditional team. Um, some some movement out of Division Five that was kind of interesting this year. Again, highlighted by Randolph, the defending champions moving out. That really opens things up in Division Five, you would think. And uh, you know, who who are some of those teams looking to step into that vacuum created with Randolph moving up to D four? Yeah, uh, Division Five is going to be very, very exciting, very intriguing this season. And you mentioned Baygor is one of those teams that moved up. Blair Taylor is is a benefit to that. And Blair Taylor, I had number one in the preseason rankings. Uh, you know, they're a team that can really score it. Um, so it's it, it, but it's a matter of you know some of those other teams seeing if they can knock off uh, you know uh, some of that top end talent. But, you know, there's still the likes of McDonald Central, who they did lose, uh, I think, an early season game here already to uh, Newman Catholic, who has been down recently. But Assumption, uh, they returned a good portion of the roster and they had a lot of young players already seeing minutes. So uh, they're a team that's going to fight to get back to the state tournament. Athens returned uh, the majority of their roster. Uh, Prairie Farms in the mix there, too. Um, another uh, Merrillwood team in Edgar. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be very exciting because. There isn't that uh, Blackhawk. There isn't that uh, Barneveld Assumption type powerhouse team. While, you know, Assumption does have a lot of, of good talent, they're not that powerhouse that we have seen in the past in Division 5. So that really just opens a door for a lot of teams to, um, you know, try to find their way to the state tournament and take home a gold ball. The state tournament, uh, of course, at the Rush Center coming up uh, later this year in March. Always a great time. We're looking forward to seeing some of these teams at the Rush Center and who will take home those coveted gold balls. One more chance to help uh, remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Norb, as we were running through some of those teams to watch in, in the divisional previews, certainly you mentioned many of the outstanding individual players in the state of Wisconsin, including some of the top seniors led by KK Arnold at Germantown. Seems like she's been around forever, doesn't it? Uh, you know, going back to the COVID year, even when she guided the uh, Warhawks to a state title, she was just a sophomore at that time. So uh, she's, I don't know, maybe she's the Brad Davison of, uh, of girls high school basketball in the state of Wisconsin, it seems like. Um, but you know, outside of KK and, and led by KK, who are some of the other top elite level talent in that senior class that that we're keeping an eye on and that people will be watching at the next level in the in the coming years? Well, Grace Krahulski from uh, Kenner Moraine, she's definitely high on that list. She's headed to West Virginia. She's she's a do it all player. Uh, can do it all on offense, all three levels of scoring and defend anybody on the court. So that that's uh, that's part of why you know. Kevin Moraine has a very good shot at uh, defending that Division One state champion, state championship that they won last season. Um, some other uh, top end talent uh, uh, we did mention already: uh, uh, Macy Donarski, who is headed to Montana, um, a player that we haven't seen yet this season, but hopefully we will see soon. Is Avery Antony from uh, Sun Prairie West? Sun Prairie West is in the rankings in Division One, uh, but if they can get her back soon that would help them out a ton. She just does so many really good things for that team both on both ends of the floor, really good hustle player. And, you know, a lot of times you might not see that from your high, high level talent you have on your team, but 
She uh, certainly does a lot for that squad. So hopefully we can see her back soon. Ayanna Johnson from Jefferson. She's also headed to West Virginia, uh, six, two forward, a lot of raw talent for her. Um, so that uh, West Virginia is getting a couple of really nice Wisconsin kids. Sophia Rampula from uh, Union Grove. She's headed to Milwaukee, a uh, really good uh, wing guard for them. Uh, and Union Grove has a good chance to get to the state tournament this season. Megan Schultz has been playing outstanding for New Berlin West. She's headed to Green Bay. So there's, uh, you know, and then the list kind of keeps going on and on. But uh, there, there's certainly a lot of uh, top end talent in the senior class uh, led by KK Arnold and Grace Korholski. But, you know, there's plenty of other talented kids that that we're going to see throughout the season. Very talented senior class, and there's some very talented underclassmen, including Ali Zabel, a junior from Nina, who, uh, as you said, recently committed to UConn. Uh, who are some other underclass prospects, whether freshmen, sophomores, or juniors, that are you know making a name for themselves, have made a name for themselves, and are kids that we could see at some of those high-level Division One schools uh, down the road? Well, I was just watching uh, McFarland last night. Uh, so you got to mention Tegan Malagny right away. Um, you know, a tall guard, tall wing guard. Uh, she's another kick that very outstanding score. She can, you know, do it at all three levels. And that link uh, just makes her a, a matchup nightmare for teams. Um, also in that uh, junior class, uh, we did mention her already, Gracie Gress. She's headed to Wisconsin. Uh, so Wisconsin getting a big time uh, in-state player there. Taylor Stremlow, who... Missed uh, nearly, I think she missed actually all of last season with that broken foot. And she also missed their game against Notre Dame this season. Uh, uh, Stremlow's from Verona, but uh, she's, uh, you know, a very good point guard, tall point guard who can, you know, do so many things well. Uh, Kale Peterson, we mentioned from Wapon, she's headed to Marquette from that junior class. Trista Feta, Illinois State, and she's really shooting the ball well to start the season. And we saw her last year at the state tournament put up, uh, what was it, eight points in a matter of uh, about a minute in that uh, championship game against Pewaukee. Uh, Kelly Pepler from Hortonville, uh, she's playing outstanding basketball to start the season. Uh, Hortonville's a team that, you know, they lost some high-end talent, uh, namely her sister, who's uh, playing at Milwaukee now. Uh, McKenna Johnson's another really good junior um, who's a, a scoring machine. Uh, I also got a chance already to see Alana West from uh, Madison LaFollette, who's put up, uh, I think it's three 40-point games already this season, including a 48-point uh, uh, outburst against Madison Memorial. Um, another one, uh, while, you know, it, a lot of that Reesburg team is gone, Sydney Cherneys is putting up some big-time numbers. She's got, uh, I think it's three 40-point uh, games already this season. And if, as we dip down into the lower levels, uh, Sophomore class here, J.J. Barnes mentioned her, uh, the Prairie School, outstanding individual talent, number of Division I offers, including Wisconsin. Rainey Wilson from that Hortonville squad, excellent player. Uh, McKenna Christian, Hartford, uh, you know, she's got a, a number of uh, Division I offers as well, big-time offers. Those Pewaukee twins, uh, Amy Terrian, Anna Terrian, playing very well to start the season. Uh, Christina Omet from Lakeland. Uh, she's uh, another one of those intriguing wing, wing forward type players that can shoot the ball very well. Um, as we dip down into the freshman class, there's, you know, it's, you always hear about freshmen and it's a matter of, you know, how well can they play to start a season, but uh, Natalie Cuso from uh, Arrowhead, I think we already mentioned her um, big 10 offers for her already. Uh, that, that team also has a couple other 
other uh, uh, freshmen that are playing well for them. Pewaukee's got an outstanding freshman in Gazelle Janowski. She's got Division One offers. I believe her brother's on the boys' team. Maya Kovacek from uh, um, Brookfield East. Really good start to the scene, uh, to her season. And as uh, Brookfield East tries to get back to the state tournament, certainly doesn't doesn't hurt anything to add a player like Maya. Uh, Natalia Donaldson from Beaver Dam. Now, you know, Beaver Dam's dealing with some injuries of themselves. Um, uh, so it, it's uh, for her to get off to a good start uh, is very big for them. Gabby Wilkie just returned from a knee injury. So that's uh, good news for Beaver Dam. And we mentioned uh, Sammy Davis from Aquinas. So there's, there's definitely some high-end talent um, at all levels in Wisconsin. And, you know, there's, there's more coming up. So um if you haven't watched some of these kids, if you haven't been out to games this year, make sure to get out and watch them. At least check out a live stream because there's definitely in, in some big time individual talent in the state of Wisconsin. Well, this is a topic that we've touched on a number of times on the podcast when you have joined us. And that is the uh, University of Wisconsin women's basketball program and kind of the the way things are going there and, the, and you know, the the way things are going from a recruiting perspective on some of that high-end talent in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Jonathan Sippis, we thought, had had things, you know, going in a positive direction. Uh, you know, great guy, just didn't work out. Um, struggled to get some of those elite players, although uh, uh, Maddie Wilkie is, uh, is doing very well at Wisconsin in her first year. But Marissa Mosley comes in last year and, you know, didn't really have much of a shot at KK Arnold. Uh, Ellie Zabel's not going there. There's some other kids going elsewhere. But you know, what do you what do you get as a feel for the direction of the women's program at Wisconsin, especially as it, it uh, pertains to getting some of that top end talent in the state of Wisconsin? You know, I think we're in the right direction. I think you know, obviously, getting Maddie Wilkie was a big start. Um, even before that, Sydney Hilliard, you know, I think was a really big pickup at the time. Uh, so, and, you know, it's starting to grow. Gracie Grash is committed to Wisconsin. I think when you add the correct players to the roster, obviously you want to get high-end talent, but you want players that are winners because that's been part of the, the problem uh, at Wisconsin. You know, it's um, winning winning Big Ten games especially. So uh, not only when you add the big-time players, but you add players that that are winners, uh, I think that's a step in the right direction as, as – uh, um, we move forward. I think there's definitely a chance to get, you know, maybe uh, uh, some of those 2024 players like a uh, Tegan Malagny or a Taylor Stremlo. Um, and then as you keep building, then you can go after um, some of those some of those other kids that may leave. Probably not the kids that go to UConn because UConn, let's be real, it's, you know, king or queen. Um as far as recruitment, who doesn't want to go play for Gino Oriema? So uh, those ones are going to be tough to get, but there's still plenty of talent to go around. So hopefully Wisconsin could keep getting those in-state players, especially those kids that are going to help get them farther up on the, on the standings uh, come end of the season. I uh, was going to ask this or mention this when we were talking about some of the teams, but you know, every year there's changes in, in high school basketball. And uh, one of the changes that we see frequently that is a topic of discussion and a, a, a great, um, you know, significant thing every year is the change that we see in division placement, the change that we see in sectional assignments. Um, you know, those things have a big impact on stuff, obviously. And, and we talked about the big one already, Randolph moving up from division five to division four after winning 
a division five state championship last year, but there are other changes that are noteworthy, whether it's divisional changes or sectional changes, anything that, that kind of stands out uh, besides that, that move of, of Randolph again, whether it's a, a sectional change that might open things up or division changes that might be of interest this year. Well, I think the big ones were just the, the sectional, uh, the division changes, but, uh, uh, I really well, we had we had one we had one certainly with uh, a new school coming in. I mean we we have not seen that for for many many years. Sun Prairie West, um, who I believe you had in the top ten, right in the in the preseason. You know what what do we know about how that transition and that split is going at Sun Prairie? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. We, we haven't really dug into that part very much. Uh, they they pretty much got all the all the top players from last year's Sun Prairie team. Obviously, new coach, uh, Rhonda Mc, uh, McLynn, uh, she was at Mad- uh, Madison East before. Um, and, you know, it's so it's a lot of a lot of that same type. But, you know, there's 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 definitely a lot of talent on that team. It's just a matter of for them gelling. And I think without Avery Antony, I think that's been part of maybe that um, the next step was what they would need because they did play Hortonville already this season and Hortonville while you know they did lose some some good players from last year's team you know there's still a team that's got an endless amount of talent so um you know for them to battle in that game i think that was very big especially when you have kids that that was in fall trouble in that contest but uh um as far as the the other sectional goes i think there's kiwaskum uh moved out of wapon sectional so that was a big one for them although when you move out of wapon sectional you you and you move into freedoms you know i don't that's kind of uh um, just about as, uh, difficult as an animal, but, uh, uh, the big ones were just, I think just Randolph moving up, um, really just opening the, the door in division five Sheboygan Lutheran also moved up in division f- from division five, uh, to division four. So, um, really just, uh, uh, opens things up in division five and really just loads things up in that division four sectional that, that, uh, that Milwaukee area sectional that has Laconia Randolph and the Prairie School in it. So, you know, it makes some of those sectionals even more difficult to get through. It's interesting, right? Uh, It's Sun Prairie with that split in football. We saw it where Sun Prairie East got the bulk of the the, the top players in Sun Prairie West had an excellent debut season, but certainly were a little bit of a step behind East. Girls basketball, it looks like Sun Prairie West going to be a little bit of a step ahead of East. And just uh, interesting how that, that broke down and Obviously, just like we saw in football, it's going to be an interesting story to follow this year and and going forward, how that split goes and how that that split uh, works. Um, you know, we're uh, we're we're getting towards the end here on the uh, WSN podcast. We do want to help uh, remind people to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Uh, make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at WisconsinDOT.gov. Well, Norb, we've always got all kinds of stuff. You always have all kinds of stuff going on uh, with coverage of girls basketball throughout the season. Uh, just give us a little bit of a taste on on what to expect. You know, kind of regular cadence, weekly type stuff that that's going on, and and things throughout the year that you're going to be working on covering high school basketball here in Wisconsin. You know, keeping up with you know those big time scorers, yeah, you know, that single game scoring leaders list. Um, you know, also just uh, a thousand point scores while that's changed quite a bit now with more games and more minutes, but it's still 
still an honor for those kids to reach a thousand points. Then weekly articles with, uh, obviously we have the coaches poll, try to make note of the bigger games, at least on Tuesday night, but we will have uh, more preview stuff for, for like a weekend type preview stuff, some recaps of some big games um, and just things like that. Obviously we have the, the senior awards. We had the, uh, the initial list come out. So we'll be uh, diving into that more as the season progresses. Um, also, we will, uh, um, before uh, before um, we get into Christmas break here, we'll have uh, some updated player rankings, and those are obviously a big thing as well. Um, so just, uh, it's it's something on an almost daily basis, so make sure to be checking out with sports.net, you know, daily, um, hourly, um, for those updates, because there's going to be a lot of co- content throughout the season, and, you know, and once we get to the postseason, it just progresses, so um, make sure to be checking out with sports all year long. And of course you can, you can follow with sports on social. You can check out our Facebook page, very popular there. You can chime in on some of the discussions. You can follow at with sports net on Twitter. Be sure to follow basketball WSN on Twitter as well, where you can get the final scores from all games right into your timeline, boys and girls basketball, as soon as they go final in our system. And of course, you're going to want to follow Norb on Twitter as well. Norb shoot him that Twitter handle. Norbert Durst. There you go. Nice and easy. Uh, and, and you can get all the girls basketball information, not only uh, content that, that Norb is working on throughout the season, but updates from the games, the big games that Norb is out. Uh, what is it? Two or three times a week you're, you're out at games anymore, isn't it? Yeah, at least. Sometimes there's a Saturday there as well. And, you know, maybe if I don't get out on a Monday night, I'm usually watching a stream. So there, there's a, a lot of basketball that I, I watch throughout a week. Uh, we, we saw a number of, uh, holiday tournaments over the Thanksgiving holiday that were outstanding. You were at uh, Kettle Moraine. There was also the Brookfield central, uh, tournament. Just give us a sneak preview of, uh, one or two of the biggest Christmas tournaments in girls basketball this year. I'm not sure if we'll have you on the podcast again before to, to preview those. I know you'll have a listing of them, but what are the big ones to watch for holiday tournaments in, in, uh, in that Christmas period? Well, Watertown has the biggest one, uh, their shootout event, uh, uh, has always has a lot of very good teams this year. It's, it's very, it's the same. You got teams like, uh, Aquinas, uh, they're going to play Lakeland there. They're also going to play Lake Mills there, uh, Germantown's there. They're going to play games against Verona and Kakana, Kakana and Verona are uh, Kakana and Germantown are in the same sectional, uh, met last year in, uh, a sectional semifinal, I believe. So that one's going to be an intriguing matchup. But uh, I, I believe also, while it's not part of a, a showcase event, uh, um, Kettle Moraine is playing Notre Dame um, around that time as well. So there's 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 obviously a lot of uh, holiday events, but then there's some other just notable games as well during that time. So again, make sure to be checking out that list that'll be coming out uh, before holiday break. And Norb may have mentioned it as well, but make sure if you're looking for a game to watch and, and you're just at home, you don't have a game that you're going to get out to uh, on Wisports.net on the schedule page for girls basketball and for boys basketball, just as we did for football, you can find links to streams throughout the state. Many of them free. Some of them do require some kind of pay or subscription, but uh, the the best and, and biggest list of streaming links that you're going to find in one location on our scoreboard pages, on our schedule pages at wisports.net. Uh, you can check that out every night. Um, Norb, what do we, I mean, it, it seems like at least half game, half the games are streamed anymore. Uh, maybe 60, 70% on some nights. Um, 
it it's it's pretty pretty cool to be able to get in in, in watch games on some of those streams even if uh you know the the quality of the streams varies a little bit at least uh folks are able to are able to check those out is is it are we at about 50% of of stream links or are we yeah are we I'd, say, shy I'd say 50 maybe north of 50 um there's there's a good portion of those games that are streamed and you know it's you know some games might be difficult as you mentioned to get to or you know you're just busy at the time but you can flip on this the the stream and you know catch some of that high end talent maybe you're too far away to go watch KK Arnold live but make sure you're watching her on a live stream because you know kids like that they don't come around Wisconsin all that often so we got to make sure we we showcase that talent correctly and get out and watch them and or at least watch a stream because you know there's there's a lot of great girls basketball in the state and we need to keep uh, pushing it forward. Absolutely. And that's where we'll wrap things up today. Big thanks to Norbert for joining us on the WSN podcast to break down the girls basketball season that will culminate in March at the Rush Center in Green Bay. Well, as Norb said, uh, make sure you get out and check out a game when you can. Also, when you're doing so, remember to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, I am Travis Wilson. He is Norbert Durst. This has been a WSN podcast. We'll see you at a game.